Okay, good morning. Uh, thanks everybody for being here on, uh, on relatively short notice. Uh, we're going to take a, a whole heck of a lot of time here. We'll go ahead and get started with uh, Director of Athletics, Todd Stansberry. Thank you all for being here. Um, I'd like to just start by saying, um, you know, very rarely uh, do you have coaches that get the opportunity to, to finish on their own terms. And in this case, we have a Hall of Fame coach in Paul Johnson. Uh, who has been able to do that. And so, while I'm saddened for Georgia Tech, um, and myself personally, uh, I'm really appreciative to all that, that Coach Johnson and his family, his, his, his wife Susan and, and daughter Caitlin have meant to Georgia Tech and all that they've given to Georgia Tech. And I'm happy for them as a family. I've been in a lot of uh, team meetings before where uh, coaches have had to address their teams uh, because they are leaving for one reason or another and I can honestly say I've never been in a team meeting like the one I was in yesterday. Um, very emotional. You could definitely see the bond uh, between head coach and his players. And I think that um, when the team at the end gave uh, Coach Johnson a standing ovation, I think that's when it said it all. So uh, with that, um, I'll turn it over to Coach. Okay. <clears throat> well, thank you. Uh, first off, uh, I'd like to thank Todd, uh, Dan Radakovich, who, who brought me here, uh, Dr. Peterson, uh, for allowing me the opportunity to coach here for 11 years. Uh, it's been a good run. I think there clearly there have been some ups and downs, but uh, we've accomplished some things here that hadn't been done in, in quite a long time. I'm really proud of the staff and the football team and what they were able to accomplish over that time frame. Uh, I think anytime you do anything for 40 years without a break, uh, it's a long time, and, and as I tried to t get through the decision and talk with family, and, and really I talked with a lot of people, it, it's hard in this profession because it, it's really hard to talk to, to people because, you know, very few people are in the kind of the same situation. It's not, for me, I've been lucky for, for the most part, it's never seemed like work. Uh, so, it, you know, it was a difficult decision. But it's one that I think uh, I needed to make, and and I know that I needed a break. So I think I'm still young enough uh, that I'll take a break and see if this fits, and and see if it's what what I want. And if not, hopefully the body of work that I've had over the last 40 years, if I decide to do it again, I'll get back in it somewhere else. Uh, so. Nothing but fond memories. I'll be a fan of Georgia Tech, and I've told Todd anything I can do to help in the process, I'm willing to do. Uh, certainly, I want to finish the season with our team and, and hopefully get to eight wins. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, that's something that, that uh, would be important to me and to them, I think, to finish this thing out. So. 
Uh, I'd like to thank Susan and Caitlin because along the, uh, the journey, they have to do a lot of sacrificing. Uh, people have no idea what this job's about. You, you have a lot of people who think they know, but, but they have no idea what it's about. So, uh, having said that, I guess I'll throw it open for questions. Okay, if you have questions, if you could please raise your hand and get a microphone uh, for that question. Paul, you, you talked a lot during the year about the outside noise and so you have, how you have to ignore that. Did that play any role at all in your decision? No. You, you know, I've, I've said all along, I think it's annoying uh, because most of those people don't have a clue. Uh, they don't have a clue. Uh, but I can assure you, I'm not letting any D-level personalities on the radio drive what I do. <laughs> Paul, what, uh, what told you you needed a break? What... Well, I think that, that uh, you just get tired. And uh, you, you go through, and truthfully, as I got through this season, it was an uphill climb. We dug ourselves quite a hole. And, and you know, we kind of dug ourselves back out of the hole a little bit. And I looked at it like, you know, it's a, it's a good exit point. It's not like I just thought about it last week. I mean, this is a process that's been... It, it, you know, to be honest with you, truthfully, had Todd not shown up, I was ready to do this before he came, uh, because it, was, it wasn't much fun. It was a, a, a drudgery, and uh, you know, I think that that Todd came in. He's got, I, I th he understands what needs to happen. I believe. But it's going to take some time. This doesn't happen overnight. And uh, so it just seemed like the right time. There were a lot of factors. Uh, you know, my daughter's starting her career, just getting it going. I get a chance to go see her. Uh, you know, I just take a break. I just think I need to step away for a little bit and evaluate and take a break. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to do what was best for, for Georgia Tech. And, it, you know, I told Todd this along. I mean, we'd had talks all during the year, and, and I told him in the middle of the year that it wasn't much fun, right? And so we went on a pretty good run. And then we talked, uh, I guess, last week before the Georgia game and set up a time to talk again. And, and what I wanted to do was make sure that I was good with my decision or making the right decision. And so I didn't want to do it immediately after a game or after the thing. I wanted to be able to take some time to think about it. But I also didn't want to, you know, the first thing that happens when you go out and recruit, uh, I've kind of prided myself throughout my 40-year career of trying to be straight up. And I think most of the guys who played would tell you that. I wasn't going to sit in the house and when the first question is, how long are you going to coach? Say, uh, maybe another year, a, a year, you, you know. So that had, had something to do with it. 
and the timing now, I thought that we needed to do it early because whoever that they hire to be the coach, we've got 15 commitments. I think they're good players, but it'll be up to that coach and, and Todd with what they want to do with them, and it gives them an opportunity if the guy doesn't want them or Georgia to, you know, to, to do something with early visits, and uh, it'll give the coach an opportunity. You know, the last thing I want to do is go sign a recruiting class for a, for a new guy coming in. I mean, he needs to be able to, to pick his own guys. So, yeah, that had the, a lot to do with it. It would have been easier just to wait until after the bowl game, but I, I wasn't going to mislead recruits and I wasn't going to mislead other people. We've talked a lot over the years about kind of – you didn't realize how hard this job would be when, when you accepted it. And, I mean, how much is that, that grind of having the, the academic expectations, all of the stuff that comes in with that, and just the, the grind of the schedule even these days, and just the overall kind of things that have happened over the years kind of been a, a factor in all of this? For you. Well, I think it's all probably a factor. I mean, it, it all factors in. Uh, Every job is hard. I mean, every job is unique. Certainly this job is unique. Uh, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's not impossible. I mean, we, we managed to win uh, a lot of games. We went to three ACC championship games. We played in two Orange Bowls and won. I mean, we did things here since they hadn't done since the 60s. And, uh, you know, the I was, I was looking this morning, I think, against the top 10 teams that we played since we've been here. We were four and four. And that's the best record probably since, in the modern era anyway, you know, against top 10 teams. So it's not impossible. I mean, we did some good things. <clears throat> Are there some differences between here and other places? Absolutely. But there's not very many places that aren't like that. Every, every, every school's like that in some way. Um, you're phrasing this taking a break as, as opposed to retiring. So obviously, you, as you've made clear, you're leaving the door open. Are you nervous about next fall when you're sitting down and football's uh, in gear and the places, how it's going to hit you, how you're going to feel? Well, I don't know that nervous is the right term, but you don't know. I, I mean, that's why I say I'm taking a break. You know, I may get out there and go, man, why didn't I do this five years ago? Or I may get out there and go, I really miss this, or, uh, you know, you may do something else. I mean, there's going to be some other opportunities. I, as soon as this thing broke yesterday, I got contacted pretty quickly with other opportunities. Uh, you decide, do you want to do those things? Do you want to do, uh, it, you know, so I think it's for the first time in a long time, uh, it, you know, <coughs> You don't have it laid out in front of you. You go from the last game to home visits to recruiting to visitation to spring practice to recruiting summer, you know, and all this the uh, fake fallacy that, that, you know, I didn't like recruiting or we didn't like recruiting. Again, that's just people who don't know. They just run their mouth. They just talk. Uh, they have no idea what's going on because it's recruiting is a year-round process and our staff can tell you it goes on non-stop you have the camps you have kids visiting on the weekends you it, it, this don't ever stop 
So uh, for the first time, somebody asked me, you know, my mom is 84, and, and when I called her to tell her, she goes, you coming home? <laughs> and it was kind of funny because I'm like, Mom, this is home. I said, we're gonna, I'm going to coach through the bowl game or whatever, and we're fortunate we have a home up there, a house at, at the country club up there. But it's like, I said, I don't want to be up there in the winter. It's 20 degrees and snowing. <laughs> but honestly, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, when we finish the bowl game, I'm just going to take some downtime and take a break. And, and then I think it'll, it'll work itself out. I've got a lot of messages and a lot of text uh, from a lot of the coaches in the league and a lot of coaches uh, that have retired. Uh, I got a nice long text from uh, Coach DeBerry, who was at Air Force when, for a long time and when I was at Navy this morning. And, and uh, he went on to, to say, you're going to find that there's life after football and it'll be fun and you made a great decision. And, very few people in this profession, if this is the ending, get to write their ending. They usually get escorted out. Uh, somebody was telling me this, in my office this morning, I guess I'm the first coach at Georgia Tech since Coach Dodd that didn't either get fired or take another job. So this doesn't happen very often that you get to kind of choose your ending. and. You know, we'll see what the future. I'm excited about it. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. We'll see what it holds. Coaching is also about mentoring players off the field. Um, how satisfying was it to hear from a lot of your, you know, your former players about you know what you had done for them? Well, that's why you're in it. I mean, that's why you're in the profession, and and that's what the the thing that I'm worried about missing the most is the relationships with the players and the staff, uh, the camaraderie that you have. You know, I know I'm gonna miss that, and, and I'm a fairly competitive person, so I'll miss the Saturday, a lot of the other stuff, dealing with the outside noise, the, won't miss that. <clears throat> it's like an old guy told me one time in junior college when I was coaching, Call me whatever you want today, but tomorrow you'll be calling me long distance. <laughs> you touch on all of it, but as far as, you know, the grind and wanting to take a break, are there anything in particular that kind of warned you this year or over the course of your time here that you were really eager to give up? No, I mean, it's, it's, it's competitive. I mean, that's what Power 5 football is, it's competitive. Uh, and it's, it's like I said, I'm not going to get into all the nuts and bolts of, you know, the school or whatever. Every school has their advantages, every school has their problems. And, you know, sure, that plays into it. It plays into it everywhere. I mean, all the schools have a problem. There might be a different set of problems, but if you go down to Tuscaloosa to the University of Alabama, I'm sure Coach Saban can list you a whole long line of things that he'd like to have fixed or, or issue. Every, every place is, has those. This place is not unique to that. Paul, oh, you, just, you just said a lot of schools have advantages and disadvantages. 
um, talk about your, your record here. Do you think what you accomplished here is, is generally given the backdrop about as good as can be expected here, or do you believe with some of the fundraising efforts that are going on now and new facilities and the apparel deal that the ceiling actually is yards? Well, time will tell, right? History will be the judge. Uh, the uh, if it's like most things, as time goes on, it'll be better and better, right? There's a real, real thing about revisionist history. Happens here a lot, and now I'll be a part of that. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you know, it's the the guys joke and and. It's funny because I keep a press guide laying right behind my desk because I like to deal in facts. And every time somebody comes at me with some of the revisionist stuff, I go, now what year was that? <laughs> it is what it is, right? And, you know, people would get upset with me when I would say it, but it's, it's just, it's the truth. And I think what happens is you know, moving forward, I hope Georgia Tech wins every game, especially with the kids who are here. We recruited them. Uh, you know, I love those kids. I want them to be successful. So that's the goal. I hope that, that they do. So I think I'm also proud of what we accomplished, and we'll see. We'll let history be the judge if it was, if it was good, you know. I'm not going to try to set the standards for the new guy or the old guy or whatever. That's one of the things I've taken a break from. I'm sure they'll have their own expectations and their own deal. And and I think they're they're lucky to be coming in at a time when when Todd's here because I do think that the, the administration now kind of gets it and they want to they want to push some things forward. Uh, I was fortunate when I came in. I I talked to Dan last night. He called me. He was great. I mean, he tried to do what he could to help and that kind of thing. We hit a span in the middle. wasn't wasn't like that. But you know, so the new guy will have have a good guy to work with and a good team to work with. So whoever it is. Well, Todd mentioned about the, the meeting with the players. So what was that like through your eyes? Hard. That's the toughest thing. Uh, it, it just is. the. You know, I think the two hardest things that I've probably ever done in my life was when I left Navy and then yesterday. It's just tough. It's emotional. Todd, we, I asked Coach about the timing, but this the December signing period puts you on the clock. And is there a thought that some of these offensive players are ready to play in coaching systems that make you lean one way or the other in the coaching search? Uh, not really. I think, um, you know, my biggest concern was that um, coach have the time to make the right decision for him and his family. So obviously the early signing date uh, is an issue, but it wasn't something that I felt like we needed to either accelerate or slow anything down. I think, um, you know, the fact that uh, I think a, a big part of it was really more for um, uh, for Paul, who is the person that has to sit across the table from 
parents and, and, and their kids and talk about the future of the program. And so I think that probably played more of a role in it for him than it, than it did for me. And look, can I just kind of hit on this, and, and this is for our players who are here, but again, I, I get a real, I don't know if it's a chuckle, but you know, wh whoever comes in here is going to inherit either a seven or eight win team. When I came in here, I inherited a seven win team. These kids are football players. They, very few of them, if any, ran this offense in high school. You know, people act like it's going to have to be a total transition. None of these kids grew up in the fifth grade lining up in double slot, and that's all they've ever played their whole life. They're all football players. And then it's the same thing. So it's not like somebody's going to have to come in and just start over, and there's no good players here. This freshman class has some really, really good football players in it, some really good players. Uh, so, you know, that – is something that's people again talking who just talk to hear their head where they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Kind of what was it like? You've had a lot of guys with you for a long time, like Mike and, and Buzz. Kind of what was yeah. it like when you had to tell them that this was it? It's hard. It's 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 like anything. I think that that for the most part, guys can read body language and they can read. I mean, we've, you know, those guys have been here the whole 11 years. But Mike and I probably coached together for 24 years, 25. Uh, the other guys in there on offense, both of them played quarterback for me and then coached for me. And uh, so there's a lot of guys. Joe Speed had been here for a long time. You, you know, Andy, uh, it's uh, the one thing that, that we've done is, is kind of been together and yeah it's it's hard but what happens is you have to decide at some point <clears throat> you got to decide what's best for for you and you can't coach just because you don't you know you can't can't do it for other people and uh, and that's what I did it's like uh, <clears throat> that's one of the things probably well sp certainly when here was a little bit different but if you go back and you look at my 22 years as a head coach, we had the same staff for five years at Georgia Southern. I think we had one quarterback coach lead. I had the same staff for six years at Navy. Uh, so, you know, we haven't had a, a big influx of coaches in and out every year. Uh, I've been here 11 years and we had I guess we've had three or four defensive coordinators, which is really not that unusual if you look at other programs. But, uh, you know, I had the same defensive coordinator for five years at Georgia Southern, the same one for six at Navy. And then we had, I guess Ted was here for four. Al was here for three. So, uh, you know, our staff's pretty been pretty much intact for the most part all along. Well, I think that any time that you look at, at at anything, you have to look at the the whole body of work, and and you know I've said 
the whole time that I've been coaching throughout, uh, you know, you talk about total wins, you talk about this, you talk about that. Uh, I think you have to look at the whole the whole body, and it's hard when you're coaching, and especially it, it's it's hard here because any time that that you try to bring anything out, it, you know, you're a self promoter, you're a this, you're a that, but I can promise you, your critics aren't going to bring it out. So it's like, uh, you know, if we look at the total eleven years we've been here seven years, either first or second in the division, three ACC championship games, two Orange Bowls, played in the Chick-fil-A Bowl. I mean, we've had some pretty good, pretty good seasons. And if you want to be realistic and you look back, if you want to compare them, I think it'll compare pretty favorably with any time you want to look back. So, you know, I guess my point would be I'll stand on the record. Now, it's easy to cherry-pick numbers. You know, I can always go back to the one bad season and keep that in the numbers and make it look worse than it is or, you know, make sure I stop at the year that you won 11 or make sure I don't go past, past that. That's, that's a game. But that, that's pretty obvious to people who do that. They have an agenda, you know. So it's like, to me, you got to look at the whole body of work. And when I look back, over my 22 years as a head coach, I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, I think that uh, if you look, we've there's national championships in there, there's conference championships, there's commander in chief trophies. It's it's been a pretty good run. Uh, I was fortunate, like we had some good players and good staffs. I, I was looking in my office this morning. I think there's 10 or 11. Conference Coach of the Year, National Coach of the Year. It's pretty good for 22 years. It's been a good run. So that's what I'd say. I, I'll let people judge that, but in, in my mind, I'm satisfied with it. And I guess I'd like to add to that, too, because I think um, in a lot of ways, Paul's too humble. Um, but uh, you add to that, he's graduating his players and they go on and do spectacular things. And ultimately, I believe that that's gonna be his legacy, is what these young men and the young men that have played for him for those 22 years, what they've gone on to become, and that's head of households, head of families, head of companies, entrepreneurs, pro football players, but the, the great thing about what, what Coach Johnson has done, especially here, is that those that go on to play pro, that's not the end of the story. They then go on and do uh, something else and um, is equally as impressive. So I think that, in my mind, um, he leaves an incredible legacy here of not only the wins and the Orange Bowls and the conference championships, and when you look at what he's done over the last 11 years and the fact that um, he's been seventh, um, seven times either first or second in the division. And you've got Clemson that's done it nine times, Virginia Tech and FSU have done it seven times uh, like us. That's some pretty good company. And then additionally, you're graduating your players at a, at a pretty good institution. 
and then they go on and do some pretty incredible things. So I, I'd just like to add to that. You mentioned uh, opportunities already right off the bat. Uh, is there any chance uh, somebody's going to be able to twist your arm and get you to be one of these guys that makes noise sitting behind a microphone? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was joking with the staff this morning. I said, yeah, do that, and then I can take a shot at everybody. The, uh, you, you know, I don't know I don't know what the future holds, really. I mean, I think you take some time off and you look, but uh, the uh, you could probably do that job. It wouldn't be that hard, I wouldn't think. <laughs> Coach, toying with this idea of leaving a legacy, what does it mean to you to see men that you coached alongside of for many years go on and have these successful programs with the foundation of an offensive scheme that you implemented? Uh, well, it makes you proud. I talked to, uh, really all three called me last night. I talked to or I'm assuming you're talking about Jeff at Army and Kenny and Brian. I talked at Kennesaw. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of what they've accomplished. They they all have their own way of doing things. But, uh, you know, they just called last night to, to tell me thanks and uh, and whatever. But you're, you're proud of them. I mean, I'm proud of all of them. They've all done well. And, and there's been a lot of other guys that have gone out and, and done things. But... I think when you coach, you know, for that long, uh, you're going to have have those guys. That, you know, I look back, Kenny. You know, played for me at the University of Hawaii when I was the offensive coordinator, and then he was a kind of a GA. And when I went to the Naval Academy, I took him with me, and then he replaced me as the coordinator when I left, and didn't work out for him. It's crazy. He got fired as the coordinator. And then now he's been back as the head coach for 11 years. But when I took the job, he came back, and, and he's taken that program and, and done a remarkable job keeping the thing going. Uh, Jeff was, was with me for a long time, probably 15 years. So was Brian. They're both really good coaches, and they've done a good job, and they're both going to be really successful. I've got guys on my staff now that are going to be really successful as they move along and, and go along. So. Uh, yeah, it makes you proud. I mean, that that those guys can can achieve that. In terms of your legacy, I think you're fourth, maybe uh, most active wins. I don't know. Matt came back. He might have a few. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, you're guys from rural North Carolina. That's to really say something when you look back at the the success you've had over your career and kind of where you stand with some of the, the greatest coaches of all time. Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of humbling. You think about it. I never, you, you know, when I went to school, uh, I wanted to go back to my high school and be the head coach. When I went to college, that's that's what I wanted to do. And had they not had a penchant for running off basketball coaches and tried to make me the basketball coach, I'd have probably still been there. But <laughs> the. Uh, it just kind of worked out, and I was fortunate. I got into some situations, and and you know I'm I'm proud of, of what I've done. I felt like I earned everything along the way. I got a chance to be the offensive coordinator at Georgia Southern with Coach Russell, and we had a great quarterback kid named Tracy Ham who was a great player, and we 
We've won two national championships, and I get a call out of the blue from a guy from Hawaii who I didn't know who had watched our championship game and wanted me to come there and be the offensive coordinator. And we went there and broke every school record, about 160 school records, and had a lot of success. And the, the thing that I'm kind of proud of, really, other than Georgia Tech, every place that I became the head coach, I had been there as an assistant coach. Uh, so they wanted you back. And uh, again, which kind of nullifies some of that perception about how hard you are to get along with and how you don't, you know, if it was that bad, I don't think the schools that you worked at would want to hire you back. They'd be glad to see you go. So, uh, but, but I kind of went around in a circle. But yeah, it's been unbelievable. I don't think that, that Susan and I ever dreamed, I know I didn't, uh, that it would end up, you know, where it has. More questions, particularly for Todd. Todd's got a uh, plane to catch here later this morning. So. Todd, in the middle of the contact period now with recruiting, the official business course set up for the next three weeks. How are you going to move forward with that plan? Uh, we're going to move as is, so the coaches are going to continue to recruit, and, um, and uh, we're still going to have uh, those visits scheduled, and we're Obviously, we understand that there may be some recruits that may want to play wait and see, but um, we're not going to take a breather. Uh, coach and, and his staff are going to continue to recruit. What are you going to look for? When, when, in, in, what are your, I guess, parameters? What are you looking for from a coach? And kind of what would you like to see for the next chapter of George Tech? Well, I think, and this goes for any coaching search at any institution, you're, you're looking for fit. Um, I think it's probably even more so important at a place like Georgia Tech that is, is unique. Um, uh, and so, because it's not a plug and play type job where you can't just take somebody that's been successful at one place and automatically assume they're gonna be successful here at Georgia Tech, uh, it's really important to um, find somebody that knows themselves, uh, understands um, that they are at a different place and, ha and, have, and has a plan on, okay, how are you going to take maybe what you've done before and um, strategically implement it in a way that can be successful here. Uh, what's your thought on what kind of offense the next guys should run? Hey, at the end of the day, I just want to win games. So I don't necessarily um, worry about schemes and all that. I'm going to leave that up to the coaches. Uh, I, I'm really looking for um, the best coach for Georgia Tech. Paul talked about uh, the Jeff and, and Brian. They've been successful where they went. Would they be considered in the coaching search? I'm not going to uh, talk about any potential candidates because um, we're going to we're going to beat the bushes and and uh, look for the best coach we can find for Georgia Tech. I think when Dan hired Paul and ever this Of the, 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 the 
take a chance on one of the guys that, that you know, weren't sort of the, the five star group. And so I was wondering, like, do you kind of see the same way that you can't do the same thing systematically that other guys are doing? And so you're wondering if you're not getting the same level of players? I, uh, I would say more along the lines that I think at Georgia Tech you need to be an innovator um, regardless of what that is. I think that's actually part of the DNA of the Institute. So I'm, I'm more interested in uh, you know the thinking behind whatever it is that they want to do, uh, why they want to do it, and how they see that as giving us an advantage. Uh, so that, that's that's more what I'm interested in than, um, than maybe uh, identifying one system or another that may give us that advantage. This is maybe a broad question, but things today are a lot different than they were when you went to school there. And so do you have a general vision about what Georgia Tech football should be or what you want it to be? Yeah. I. I want to, and, and it's interesting because uh, the question um, uh, to Paul earlier on is this the, the ceiling or, or whatever, I think that um, if we're playing in Orange Bowls and playing for conference championships, ultimately that means we're also um, being considered for those, those, those four slots. Um, and in my mind, that's exactly where I think we, we, we should be. And given where um, we have been with Paul over the last 11 years, there have been times when we've been in that position. And so uh, I, I guess I would say that I expect that we're going to compete at the highest level of the ACC, knowing that that puts us in a position to compete for national championships. What have you learned kind of working with the, the committee and on the, the playoffs and that sort of thing, is, do you feel like you've kind of gained any kind of knowledge just from being exposed to studying those programs and doing kind of the research you have to do to, to vote on those kind of things that might help you in your search? I would say just being around such so many um, diverse, incredible <clears throat> football minds uh, and getting to spend that much time with them is Definitely been a great experience, and, and um, um, I would say probably somewhat transferable to to what we're embarking on here. Uh, two questions: Is how, how strong, uh, how important is it to have someone with head coaching experience, and also what what uh, what value would have someone with a past here? I think in looking for the best coach for Georgia Tech, there's going to be so many variables, and it's kind of you're going to balance off um, head coaching experience with uh, uh, experience at specific programs or coaching trees and all those kinds of things. So I don't think that um, I can really put. Uh, any more value on um, one, uh, say, one attribute to a coach that, uh, of a coach to another, just because uh, there are so many things that go into um, uh, being a great coach uh, that I think you got to look at it all. A few more for Todd and/or Coach Johnson. 
in terms of kind of people reaching out, I guess, have you been surprised that maybe some people have reached out to you already or feeling kind of interest in the last 24 hours since the news kind of broke out? I think this is a great job, so I'm not surprised. Um, but I also have to, uh, I've gone pretty dark. Um, <laughs> And so it's pretty hard to actually get to me right now. <laughs> and so while I see the numbers and the names that pop up, I actually haven't had any conversations. Based on the conversations that Coach Johnson said he had with you this year, including earlier in the season, I presume you're one of those administrators who always keeps a list on his desk. Did you at that time begin updating that list? I think you always have a list on your in your brain, um, and obviously that, that it's always there's always an ebb and a flow there. Uh, you definitely are are paying attention to kind of what's going on, and obviously the uh, the fact that I've been able to watch a lot of football games um, this year, I've I've. Uh, Kept that in the back of my mind as 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 uh, we kind of figured out what we were what what Paul uh, was going to decide to do. But I think that you're you're doing that naturally, anyways, because these things, um, you know, you, you never know when when something like this may happen. A couple more. I'm curious if your competitive drive this is. Uh, Chris, do you know? I mean, you might want to try to satisfy that. Who are you telling that? You, like your competitiveness. Like you, you, you know, like this. Um, whether it's golf or something else, this is why I like. <laughs> I'm gonna wrestle you when we finish. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that probably, probably. I mean, you, there's there's all kinds of things you get on the golf course and. You do. I mean, there's there's all kinds of things you can compete in and, and do those kind of things. It's it's nothing going to be compared to probably on what you're you know playing football on a Saturday afternoon. But the uh, I, I'll find something. I mean, even if it's fishing, you know, I compete with myself fishing or something. You know, it's uh, there'll be something that you find to keep you occupied. Anything else? One thing, one last thing, Todd, uh, how, how much do you try to talk him out of this? I, uh, I guess by giving him as much time as he needed uh, and not wanting to put any pressure on him because I, I wanted to make sure that when he made a decision it was the, the right decision and, and for him. And so um, I, I don't know that I, so that's, I, I tried to give him as much room as he needed. Um, two things. In terms of the bowl game, do you feel like this maybe will help make you more attractive to maybe getting Georgia Tech into a better bowl since it's sort of a media pageant with the way it's set up right now? And then B, um, are you going to hire a search firm and do those sorts of things? Uh, on the first question, uh, I think that obviously uh, Paul Johnson's uh, last game becomes incredibly intriguing. So we'll see um, uh, what that does, uh, bowl-wise. And then um, as far as the search firm 
since we've really been focused though really the last two days on uh, the now and and um, what we're going to do with our with this staff and how we're communicating and all that um, I'm going to start working on um, on those kind of you know what are we going to do next okay well coach Todd thank you very much thank you everybody for being here again on, on relatively short notice and um, we'll have a schedule for you next week as far as bowl practice and player availability and all that availability goes so